Hi mamas, welcome back to Emotionally Healthy Legacy. My name is Elizabeth and I am a mom of four kids. I have three boys and a baby girl. My goal here is to help you reduce stress in your brain so that way you are more patient and calm with your children. I know how hard it is to be patient with your kids, especially when you are running an empty and you're so overwhelmed and stressed out. That's why I really want to teach you ways that you can reduce stress in your brain, reduce stress in your nervous system so that you can be more present and patient with your kids so then that you can meet their emotional needs and be the mom that you want to be with your children. Hi mama, hello my dear friend, welcome back to another episode of Emotionally Healthy Legacy. So today I want to talk to you about something that I've mentioned here and there in these episodes, but I think it's super important to remind you, and I'll try not to make this episode too long because I think, I believe, and I actually heard this many times, and I know this about myself, we normally have to hear something about at least seven times in order for it to kind of stick in our brain. So there's a couple influencers that I have followed that the stuff that they say, I have heard them say it many times over and over and over again. It did not stick with me the first time I heard it. I had to hear it many times in order for it to stick in my brain for me to do something about it. All right, so today I want to talk to you why it is not good to continue an emotionally charged conversation or continue a conflict when you are very emotionally flooded. Okay, we're going to talk about this again. We're going to talk about um, the psychology, what kind of happens in our brain when we are emotionally flooded or triggered and why it is so important to communicate needing a break if you actually need it, if you notice you're saying hurtful things. All right. So as a reminder, again, I'm going to quickly go over this because you need to hear this because then you will remember it more in the moment. So we have our thinking brain, which is located behind our forehead, right where our forehead is. It's the frontal lobe. This is the part of the brain that helps us make positive choices. It helps us um, learn and think and problem solve. This is when you're, you know, sitting down and you're learning. This is when you're driving. This is when you are making choices on your values, right? This is your thinking brain. Then you have your feeling brain that you move a little bit further back in the brain. This is the part of the brain where our big emotions live, right? This is where we shift to when we're frustrated, agitated, annoyed, irritated, overwhelmed, stressed, uh, triggered. This is where we shift to that part of the brain. And this part of the brain shuts off our thinking brain. So when we are in this part of the brain, it comes out, our words come out disrespectful. We're very, there's a lot more attitude, frustration in our tone. This is when if we're in this part of the brain, we make a lot of negative choices. And this has nothing to do with you being a Christian or not. We're all sinners. We definitely make mistakes and sin when we are in this part of the brain. But that's why even more so I need you to recognize you need to catch yourself when you're here in this part of the brain and do something about it. Because if you continue, you will say things that are hurtful. Okay? So the feeling brain only sees our perspective. If you are in a conflict with your spouse, 
and you got triggered by something they said, you start being very defensive. You start being disrespectful. You start having attitude. It comes out in your tone. You only see how you are correct and they are wrong. Okay. This is your feeling part of the brain. Then we, ha- and this comes out in our words. Then we have our survival part of the brain. We won't touch much on this, but this is when you're literally throwing a tantrum, when you're throwing things, when you're screaming, like you're so pissed off. Like that part of the brain, definitely thinking brain is shut off when we just completely make negative choices. It's not an excuse. So that way we need to learn what to do so we don't make negative choices and hurtful things, right? Okay. I need you to understand when you are triggered by something someone says, by hurtful words or by hurtful phrases, or you feel unseen, you don't feel heard, you feel misunderstood, that typically triggers most people. That will get you to be emotionally flooded, right? When we are emotionally flooded, our thinking brain shuts off. Our problem-solving, logical, positive choice-making, learning brain, whatever you may call it, it shuts off. It, we shift into the feeling brain and we start noticing that we're having an attitude. We are more snappy. We're agitated. It comes out in our tone. We're being disrespectful, even though we know sh- we shouldn't. We know that it's wrong. We know it's going to make the situation worse. We say things that are just triggering to the other person. We know it's going to tick them off and we say it. That's when we are in this feeling part of the brain, emotional part of the brain. So what do we do, right? We live with people. You probably don't live alone if you're listening to this. You're probably a mom. You probably have kids. More than likely, you have a spouse. Day in and day out, we live with people. We need to learn what to do in moments like this so then we don't say hurtful things. So then we don't do hurtful things. You know people that have said crap. And things they don't mean. I'm, even you probably did at some point when you are emotionally flooded. The things that you regret. Sometimes you even do things out of anger and frustration that we really, really regret. And we wish we didn't. And we could take back. Right? All right. I need you to remember and remind yourself when I am emotionally flooded, my thinking brain shuts off. It's hard for me to make positive choices, okay? The thing that you can do in that moment is communicating, needing a break, all right? Why is the break so important? And we'll talk about what to do in the break, but if you continue a charged conversation where you're emotionally charged when you are emotionally flooded. Okay, some people just shut down because the emotions get so overwhelming for them. They just kind of shut down. Other people, they will start, they go into fight mode and they will try to emotionally just vomit all over the other person and say hurtful things, right? Okay, you need to communicate needing a break. So this is how it goes. I can give you an example 
how this goes with my husband and I. Let's say we have a conflict. I mean, we're a normal married couple. We have conflict. We have disagreements. It's how you handle those disagreements. That's what matters, right? So let's say we have some sort of conflict and both of us are triggered and I start noticing tension building up in my body. I start noticing that I'm getting frustrated. I start noticing that my tone is getting very agitated and I'm being a little bit rude and disrespectful. So this is what I do. Typically, my husband is the one that will say, I'm done talking. I need a break. We can talk about this later, but sometimes it's me. And I say, hey, I feel really emotionally flooded right now, or I feel emotionally charged right now. I know that I will probably say hurtful things if we continue this conversation. I need to take a break and calm myself down so I don't say or do hurtful things. Let's talk about this tomorrow. Let's say tomorrow's not an option, the day after. It is okay for you to walk away and take a break. It's actually wise. It's actually smart. Because if we continue to stay in a charged situation like that, literally your thinking brain is shut off. Your brain is in, is in stress mode. And if you continue in that conversation, you both are emotionally charged. You're both emotional. You're both saying hurtful things. You both keep triggering each other. You're making it worse. We've all been there. I'm sorry. Honestly, most of us have been there. And we both know that it doesn't go well, right? So this is what I need you to do when you walk away. So you communicated needing a break. Well, what if your spouse is, let's talk about what if your spouse is not respecting that boundary. You set a boundary that you need to take a break because you need to calm yourself down. You don't want to say hurtful things. And your spouse is not respecting that. Then you say, if you're at home, you can say, hey, I feel disrespected. Because I told you that I need a break. Please leave me alone. I'll talk to you tomorrow. If they continue to not leave you alone, you can take your keys and leave. You have feet. You can go walk away. You can go outside if it's nice outside for a walk. If you have little kids, you say, hey, I need you to stay with the kids. I need, I'm going to go outside for a walk. I need to clear my brain. If you, sometimes you need to go for a drive. We've had situations with my husband. Last time we had a big conflict, he had to go for a drive. He's like, I, I need to get out of the house. I need to clear my mind. And one of us usually stays home with the kids. Like sometimes the kids are sleeping if it's late in the evening. Um, sometimes that's what needs to do. Okay, so what do I do when I walk away? So last time my husband and I had a conflict we were both emotionally charged. I felt like I was right. He felt like he was right. We both started to say things that were hurtful. We caught ourselves. We stopped the conversation. Okay. He left. He's an internal processor. I am an external processor. I mentioned this before in one of the episodes a while back. There's a difference between internal processor and external processor. So internal person is the one that kind of shuts down. They get overwhelmed by stimulus they need some space to just sit there and be and figure out what they think. 
figure out what they feel and why they feel it, but it's all internal. They don't have to talk to anyone about it. It's all inside, right? And they just, they sit with that. And then maybe the next day or the day after, they kind of figure out what they feel and why they feel it, and they can talk to you about it externally. Because if you try to talk to them in the moment, they just kind of shut down because they don't know what they think and feel. They're just so emotionally flooded, okay? I That's my husband, and I have learned to respect that and let him have his space, okay? The goal is for me is to know that we will talk about it. That's what's important to me. I... I'm okay giving him space as long as I know we're going to talk about this later. Let's say tomorrow or the day after. I am an external processor, which means I need to emotionally vomit what I feel, what I think, and why I feel it. That's how I process my emotions. That is how I figure out what I feel, why I feel it, and how I let go of those feelings by literally talking about it, getting it out of my brain. If I keep it inside, I start it, it breeds resentment and bitterness and more anger. I have to let it out. And I have to do it now, right away. Typically, sometimes I need some space to think, but typically I need to get it out. Okay. Hey mama, if you are enjoying listening to my podcast, then I have exciting news for you. I have been working on a one-on-one coaching program that is specifically designed for moms who feel constantly overwhelmed and stressed and they find themselves in reactive mode all day long. If your baseline is constantly overwhelmed, frustrated, agitated, annoyed, you're reacting and snappy and you just hate the kind of mom that you are to your children and you know this is not the motherhood that you are meant for. You know that your kids deserve better and you know that you want to be better but you just don't even know where to start. I have created a one-on-one coaching program for moms where we get to learn and go deep and figure out the root issue of your overwhelming stress and how to address it. Proactive strategies that we can come up with that will help you move your baseline to calm and patient and grounded. And so your tolerance level for everything else that is not going your way is going to be much higher throughout the day. In the show notes below, you can schedule a call with me and we can learn about your situation and your goals and see if we are a good fit to work together. I'd love to hear from you. Well, how do you deal with that when one spouse is one way and the other one's the other way and I'm the one that needs to emotionally vibe it? How do you deal with the differences, right? Because the reality is most of us are probably in a relationship where one of us is one way and the other one's another way. And I know about myself that when I am emotionally vomiting, especially if I'm just venting to my husband about somebody else, it's no big deal. He'll listen to whatever. But if it's about him and we had a conflict, I will say hurtful things to him about him. You start using those words, are you always, you never, and those are the words that sound really attacking to the other person, they get really defensive, you get a spiral, right? Okay, so what do I do since I am an external processor and my husband's internal, I do give him some space, sometimes he goes for a walk, sometimes he goes for a drive, Um, sometimes he just has some, stays up late and he just takes a space and I have to talk 
Well, it depends what the situation is. My mom is my safe person. And when I need to vent to her about something that's like really upsetting to me, I do that except when it comes to my marriage. I do it about a bunch of other things. But when it comes to a conflict I have in my marriage with my spouse, I almost never talk to my mom about the conflict I have with my husband just because she takes things really close to heart and she'll be thinking about it. She'll be like days later, she's like, oh, are you guys still in an argument? I'm like, no, we got over it like days ago. But she still thinks we're in a bad place. So I really rarely tell her about it, even though she is my safe person. So usually things have to do with kids or other things in life, right? She's my safe person. I can't talk to my husband because he is the one that <laughs> conflict with. And I know we'll resolve it later, but I need to talk to somebody. So here's what I do. I talk, I vent to God. I literally pray and vent to God and talk to him about how I think my husband is wrong and I am right. Then I pray to God to show me if I am wrong for him to open my eyes and help me see my husband's perspective. Okay. Sometimes I'll talk to a safe friend, but typically when it comes to conflict with my spouse, because it's nothing super major, it's just disagreements, different viewpoints or whatever, like it's something we can resolve on our own at this point in our marriage. So I typically don't get anyone else involved. We've had seasons in our life where I had to go to a therapist because things were really rough and I needed support in that way. And that was my safe person, my therapist. But right now I don't need that person at the moment um, just because things are much better in our marriage. The other thing is that I do when I have some space for myself is I sometimes talk to myself. I pretend like I'm having a conversation with my husband I usually stand in front of the mirror and I just literally just blah, everything I want to say to him. Hurtful, not hurtful. I get it all out. He's not there to listen to it. I'm saying it to myself. I get it out of my brain. It's out. <laughs> and even though I don't feel heard by him in the moment, all the negative, hurtful things are out of my brain. That's one thing. The other thing that I do actually quite often, and I talk about this here before, it is journaling. I journal a lot, and most of my journal stuff is all about hard, difficult, challenging, I guess negative emotions that I feel. Usually when we're happy and excited, we don't tend to journal. I mean, sometimes, but just when things are neutral, we don't tend to run to journaling. I have um, a little journal, well... Yeah, a booklet that I write my gratitude list in on a regular basis. So that one's all my positive things. And then I have a journal where I like emotionally vomit everything. And I literally will be like, I feel so heavy right now. I'm so frustrated. I am so pissed off. I am so angry because this is what happened. I feel misunderstood. I don't feel seen. I don't feel heard. I I think he's wrong and this is why and this is how I feel about it. And like I literally just bleh, vomit everything on that paper. Get everything out. It's out of my brain and on paper. So I don't actually end up saying those hurtful things to my husband. And then 
sometimes I sleep on it. Sometimes we don't resolve that conflict. If we already had a conflict late in the evening, we just go to sleep. And there are times, I know some people will disagree with this, but I will sleep upstairs in our bed. My husband will fall asleep on the couch downstairs. Not because we are like on bad terms in the sense of like, we are pissed off and we don't want to be with each other, but in the sense of like, we just need some space. I need some space um, to process. I just want to be by myself. And he likes alone time when he is emotionally charged too. And so I'm the one that always goes to bed on our bed and he sometimes will sleep downstairs. And I'm okay with it because the next day we usually wake up and we talk about what happened and we make up and things are better. And I know there's people that say we never go to bed angry. We never go to bed, you know, one of us sleeping on the couch is like the end of the world. I don't know. Like, I guess to each their own. Every marriage is different. Honestly, it doesn't bother me. It used to because I was taught that it's wrong. I've never seen my parents do it. Um, But I don't know. I don't mind some space <laughs> when I'm upset and when I'm like emotionally charged I don't mind going to bed by myself and so uh honestly I don't talk about my marriage here a lot I don't because my husband just kind of likes to keep things private and I like to respect that so I kind of talk more about my perspective but here's the thing we went through rough patches in our marriage we've been married for 12 and a half years we've had rough years in our marriage we have come out of that season and we are on good terms. We get along most of the time. We love each other. We care for each other. Most nights, 99% of the time, we go to bed together in the same bed. We cuddle. We hold hands as we fall asleep. We like to be with each other and around each other. So, I'm okay once in a while when we're in a conflict to have some space. Like, I've learned that it works well for us. To each their own. You don't have to do this. But this is what we do and it works for us. Either way. Sometimes just I sleep on it and then we talk about it the next day. Sometimes we need another day. I don't know. Depends on how big the disagreement, the conflict was. But... What I want you to get out of this, the biggest thing I want you to remember as you are going on with your day is when you are emotionally charged, when you're emotionally flooded, when you are emotionally triggered and you start noticing the tension build up, you start noticing the frustration, you start noticing it coming out in your tone in maybe some disrespectful or rude words are coming out. This is a red flag. I need to take a break and calm down. Maybe you need to walk away and take deep breaths. Maybe you need to journal. Maybe you need to go for a walk. Maybe you need to visualize a calm place to calm your nervous system down. Whatever it is for you, like maybe it's you're so angry, you need to get your anger out in a healthy way. Whatever it may be, okay? This means that you are emotionally charged. And if you continue 
in that stress mode, in that stress response, it's going to make it worse. You're going to say hurtful things. You will just make more damage to the relationship. So I would encourage you, this is not to ignore a problem. This is not to just walk away and like not um, deal with the issue. You still need to deal with the issue. Do not shove it under the rug. I'm a person that has to resolve the issue. But it cannot happen when we're both emotionally charged. And sometimes you start coming back to the conversation a day later and you start getting emotionally charged again. And you maybe sometimes have to walk away again and be like, I I can't think clearly. I am going to say hurtful things again. I don't feel hurt. I don't feel understood. Sometimes, and I'll do an episode about how to communicate by, better. <laughs> That's something that I definitely am still working on myself. And my husband's like, sometimes... This is something you need to get better at. And I have come a long way in 12 years, but it's definitely something I still need to work on. Either way, what I want you to get away with today and walk away is the actionable step is catch yourself when you're getting emotionally triggered, emotionally flooded, frustrated, and have a plan to communicate that you need a break to calm down so you don't say hurtful things. I feel very emotionally flooded right now. I feel very triggered. I don't want to say hurtful things. I need to take a break to calm myself down and we can talk about this tomorrow. Whatever your phrase is, I would encourage you, maybe you need to write it down, maybe say it in your head a couple times, but this is how you avoid saying hurtful things. Not shutting down, not ignoring the other person, not stonewalling communicating, needing some space, take that space, process what you feel, why you feel it, talk about it the next day. That's healthy. Anyways, ladies, you have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in today. I am getting more confident and I feel like I'm getting a little bit better with the podcast. Either way, so glad you're here. You have a wonderful day. Bye. Thank you so much for joining in and listening to today's episode. I would really appreciate if you would share this episode with another mom that you know would really benefit from it. It helps any way that you can share this and spread the word and spread this message. I would greatly appreciate it. Have a wonderful day, sweet mama.